There he is. Yep. John, you there? John? That better? I can see yep, now. There we go. Yep. Okay. I think it was hung up somehow. Okay. Uh, welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. I am joined tonight by Josh Krubner. I am the uh, Sissioko Pirate. <laughs> uh, we are here tonight to review this week's uh, this week's CW Television or the DC Universe. Uh, where would you like to begin? Uh, I guess we start at the beginning with the bat. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, basically, this one, uh, this is called Rebirth. Um, I don't know how many of these are left. I can't think of more than maybe three. Two. Is it two after, was it two counting this week, or two after? Uh, two after this week. So, there's one more, and then the 28th. Okay. Um, so, this started with, uh, I guess, somebody... Some chick with swords shows up and starts killing people in witness protection uh, for reasons that I missed. It, it uh, was Tatiana. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that, but I don't remember what. <laughs> no, I, I mean that—that that was the big reveal. Like it was okay. so obvious, it was Tatiana. Because I don't remember what her actual reason for it was. She um, didn't have one. She just hadn't been on the show in a while. Ah, okay. And then uh, Jacob and Alice get the bright idea to just kidnap. Kate, Cersei, whatever they're calling her now. Uh, did they just break into Black Mask House to do that? No. So what happened was there was a time jump and a whole bunch of hokey shit. Okay. And we'll we'll leave out the fact that she uh, she introduces her dad to Ocean, who turns into fucking Eddie Haskell. Yes. Dude, that, that just <laughs> made me want... I, just, I was just so like, wait, this guy's like a hardened drug dealer and he's making like fucking... You know, like Do Grace God is Ward Cleaver. Like Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, oh. So in in this universe, Black Mask is pretty much Clayface, and his beauty cream has healed Kate of all the burns, the scarring, and everything. Yeah. Okay. That's probably just the vague way they're going to explain the change in appearance. That they won't, of course, explain how she has the body of a woman and is noticeably like five inches taller, but yeah, right. We're, we're just supposed to, I mean, they're all their actors are probably all standing on boxes anyway. So, yes, whatever. uh, I also want to um, point out that they did the stupidest thing that they have done all season, and that's in a season of saying something, they did it twice in this episode. Well, I didn't think you'd get much stupider, stupider than the than the shoestring uh, justification for Luke getting shot. Uh, oh, 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 they did. <laughs> so last week, Jacob shut down the crows. They forgot that happened. And there's people at the protest when he's like, you know, saying, Alice is my daughter and, you know, don't judge her. Someone is holding yeah. a sign that says defund the crows. It's a private security firm. <laughs> 
And we we get a cameo from uh, one of the best characters ever, who should never have been. There go! <laughs> oh my god! It was it was so it was so like forced because he's obviously had no interaction with anybody from Batwoman before. But it was so great. I was just like, oh my god, somebody competent on this show finally. Um. Well, so what I forgot was that like even during the uh, terrible crisis. Diggle barely had run-ins with Kate Kane, but he never met Team Batwoman, so he never met yeah. Luke and all them. Yeah, I mean, he might know him by reputation from what the others had said to him. Yeah. So I did kind of like, uh, I did kind of, I mean, as much as, you know, they kind of played into, like, the Luke's whole thing about, I, I wanted to die, why did you do that? I kind of liked this, the, the way they sort of changed his character a little bit. I mean, I agree. He even stopped wearing his glasses, and then all of a sudden he was like badass. I thought it was a different guy. I didn't think it was Cameron Johnson. He looked, yeah. it looked so different. Um, this is closer to uh, comic book accurate, at least in recent years. Luke Fox. I mean, I don't think this guy is going to be an MMA fighter or anything, but this, at least atti- attitude wise, was a little closer to what I recognize Luke as, and not the whole like. Well, golly gee, Kate, let's just go make the machine. Yeah. Um, so I did appreciate that. Um, I wonder if this, like, because I think the plan with David Ramsey is that he's going to show up on all five shows this year. Well, so I was going to ask you about that because I thought it was supposed to next week, and then he didn't show up on anything else I watched. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know, because I honestly don't know how much of, individual season is left and when they first announced they were doing this they made it sound like he was going to show up on all five shows and that he was going to direct a couple episodes so i mean i think it depends largely on how much longer these shows are going and i mean Mm -hmm. superman and lois seems to be pretty close to the end game for its season so i don't know what having him show up would do right now i mean unless they're gonna uh, they've started filming the second season already. He's going to show up there, which I guess is possible. Uh, he's already, you know, they've, they've been pretty open about the fact that he's going to show up on Legends this year. Um, so I don't know what the plan is anymore. I know when, okay. it, was origi- when it was originally announced, they made it sound like he was going to do all five. Um, but I don't know if they'll still do that now. Uh, maybe that was the plan before they realized what COVID-19 make them have to do as far as scheduling all that but i did like it i thought it was great i actually would have liked to see him with ryan somehow like in the actual costume (laughs) like well just i don't know and i mean to me too. i I mean the the lecture that he gave to luke was far better than any lecture he could have given to ryan because she just would have pushed back like, so there, there's a scene, we don't even talk about this episode, because I think we both agree for, for Batwoman it was okay. We might have even say we enjoyed, for the most part, because we're, you know, 
have severe Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm <laughs> point. It really is. But so they, they set up this whole thing. First of all, Alice is forgiven and absolved of all crimes now at this point. Basically. She she's just a good guy. And um Ryan inexplicably gives over her magic lesbian flower to Sophia so that she can restart her flower village. And she's like, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing it for Alice. I'm doing it for Kate. And they have the love of sisters. And then like 10 seconds out the door, Alice is like, come with me. We have to go find Ocean. And she's like, bitch, I don't care. I hate you. Yeah. And <laughs> if like, whole... it didn't even make it's like you just gave away your most prized possession for this person. And then you'd still want to be insubordinate. Right. And then the whole Alice's whole argument was, well, I've pretty much spent my entire life disappointing Kate. I don't know how this is any different. Yeah, and it's like, but you've spent the entire season obsessing over getting her back. You would think when you had that at your doorstep, you just do it. Right. So here's uh, the second awful writing thing they did, uh, which was, of course, not when Diggle throat punched Tavarov. That was great. <laughs> uh, so Alice unceremoniously kills Tatiana and says, you know, oh, you have the magic knife that can bring people back to life. I have a regular one. Then she finds Ocean is dead on their little train car. She yep. doesn't take the magic knife and stab Ocean, which would have brought him back to life. Oh, see, I didn't think about that. Okay. And I mean, maybe it might not have worked, but at least try it. It's right there. And she even said it like five seconds earlier. I also have to give them credit. There was one speech that could have gotten a little bit agenda hammery, but it didn't. Uh, at least not for me. When... I can't remember if it was during the, the thing. With, I mean, because it's now Thursday, and I watched this on Monday, so and I'm old. Um, but uh, there, it was either during that interaction that Luke had with Diggle, or it was during one of the interactions he had with Ryan, where he was like, "I don't understand." I think it was when he was with Ryan, and she was asking him, like, "Why do you want to die?" Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "I don't, I don't understand the point of being a black man in this world." And, Realizing that you just get shot at any time, or it was more complicated than that. But he said uh, I mean, it. I mean, that was that was pretty much it. It was pretty agenda hammery, but you know, he's a good actor. It, he delivered it. He's, he's good, and it wasn't written so like waving the agenda flag in front of your face, and like. It made, uh, I would say it was, and he just has that good delivery. Yeah, but I, I think it also made sense within. What he, I think, because to me it made sense given what he had just experienced. That oh sure, in, in their ridiculous universe, absolutely. Yeah, that it didn't seem so outside of it, like that thing last week where you mentioned, where like, you know, somebody asked Ryan a question about a particular person, she was just like, "Oh, I remember the white boy." Yep. Where that just made me want to punch something, but uh, this was done way better than that. So yeah, I Ooh. think you're. I mean, don't forget, I, in the I, universe of Batwoman, unfortunately, like, black people just drop dead, you know, like, in childbirth, like, yeah. 400 million of them a year, according to Ryan. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this, really. Because, uh, I mean, you know, we would just say, you know, if, you, if you've been watching this at this point, this would probably be one of the better ones. And, <laughs> if you've uh, been watching this show all along, identify yourselves and seek health. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Legends or Flash next, I guess? Uh, I guess Flash, because it's quick, but I'm dumb. 
Yeah, I think they kind of both are. Like, I don't think there's a ton in Legends either. Yeah, that's true. There's some stuff I didn't really get, but it was pretty harmless. Um, yeah, so Flash was basically... Um, before we get into this, was Psycho Pirate used before and I just missed it? Uh, in cri- Not Crisis. It was supposed to be Crisis. It was... Um... What the Elseworlds? fuck was that thing? The Elseworlds. That was terrible. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, basically, uh, this picks up from the thing with Cecile where she was kind of freaking out. And uh, you find out that she's been in a psychic prison for a couple of weeks. Now, it was after the force storm. Yep. That the psycho pirate used that as cover her in like a psychic prison and take her body over well so that's what i thought too it wasn't psycho pirate it was the mask psycho pirate himself is just in an arkham and uh written off the show oh that's right okay and it's because she had a a dark half and because of her powers she like split in two right the dark half was like running around as her yep so there was this whole thing where you know barry ends up in that prison also, uh, because, you know, the whole point of this show now is to sideline Barry every week. Um, but, uh, so then the rest of new Team Flash starts trying to figure this out. Uh, Cisco is insecure, or no, uh, Cisco, uh, Chester is insecure, essentially, because he's not, I mean, the short version is basically because he's not Cisco, he doesn't know them as well. Right, it was the Chester joins the team yep. episode. Yep, and he gets conned by uh, not Cecile, which he doesn't recognize because he doesn't know her that well. And then so he calls that out. And I mean, it kind of made sense. I mean, he they're they're playing him way more restrained than they yes. were when Cisco was around. So he doesn't bother me as much. I think the fact that he came off like a groupie while Cisco was around kind of bugged me. I completely agree. So he's. He's way more restrained this way, which doesn't bother me half as much. Uh, bonus points for uh, Sue Dearborn coming back. Um, that was cool. Yeah, she um, was great. I really liked the direction for her character. Uh, this was one of the worst Iris episodes, and especially because she's been the quote-unquote leader of Team Flash, and she didn't spot this shit immediately. Like She yeah, just like, gets worse every week. You would think she would have recognized... Uh, Uh, And for anyone who doesn't know in the comics, Iris West Allen, one of my all-time favorite characters. I actually like her more than Lois Lane. Yeah, I even love, uh, I mean, I've only read, like, New 52 and Rebirth, and I even like Iris more than Lois. And, you know, that's even an Iris that is at least ostensibly based off the TV show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even that's written better than we're going to get on this show. Um, so, and Joe's looking into the Kramer persons more. Uh, I'm not sure why what he thought the thing he found at the end was this huge revelation. Um, that she was involved in some sort of, like, special ops military thing against meta people, and she was the only one who lived, so now she has a boner to kill them all or something. Like, yeah, that that sounded like some weird Suicide Squad shit. I don't know if they're setting her up to be the bad guy or they're going to do a swerve and be like, she was the victim. And I like how they just offhandedly mentioned that, oh yeah, she's replaced me as captain. Yeah. Like, okay, I didn't even think she was a cop. I thought she was a 
bed. Uh, but okay. Um, yeah, so this was this was actually pretty solid. This is one of the better ones they've done. This year of like, let's just hug it out with everybody and all that. Uh, the one question I had is, when did Iris become fucking Rambo? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, for, for context, at one point, uh, Possessed Cecile takes control of the thinker's chair, which they still have. And didn't have a failsafe on, of course. Right. And she's trying to use it as like a way to broadcast the, the masks, uh, mental things that she can control more people. Uh, uh, she wanted to live forever. Oh, oh, right. She was feeding off of people's mental energy. And shit. Right. Uh, so Iris becomes fucking Rambo with a giant rifle, rolling or rolling and flipping around and shooting holes in the chair and stuff. Um, most of this while Barry's in a coma, uh, trying to help Cecile get out of the prison thing, which eventually works. Uh, Typical, like, oh, just confront your demons and you'll be fine, sort of way. Um, but I thought it was an interesting uh, character bit for her, which I actually kind of wish they'd introduced way earlier than this. Um, because it does make her, it does recognize her a little bit more. And given that this show is probably um, at the tail end, I'm not sure what the point of bringing this up this late actually is. But that's just. Yeah, it felt like something that they wanted it to be a plot point, and then they just gave up on it. Yeah, yeah. like the idea was that she, when she was in the law school, her her mother died. She had cancer or something. Mm-hmm. And that made her so upset that she had like a psychotic break. Um, and like to me, that would have been a way more interesting thing to bring up when you know the show's not coming up on its end point, probably. And you know then. Well, not only that, like something like that wouldn't have created that level of trauma. So my guess is originally it was something like way more intense that went on for way longer. Oh, you mean that they t- they toned it down because they knew they didn't have that much time to work with it. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it ends with typical like, you know, Chester feels like he's way more part of the team now because I think he, I, the thing that helps them win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it seems like Sue's gonna hang around for a while, so that'll be that'll be nice. Um, if only they could bring Ralph back, even if it, even if it was in the Yeah, oh, that's wow. not happening, unfortunately. No, I was. I think they could do it if they recast it, though. And it was more the guy that they have a problem with. Yeah. You know. So, and to me, that was just too good a character to let go like that. I agree. But you know, that's what they want to do. Uh, I'm also Ralph and Sue biased from the comics, though. So yeah, I, even I prefer that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's about that's about it for that one, I think. Uh, and then Legends was a bit more complicated, I guess. I might not have even had it all straight. Um, I uh, what was it? it was, I believe it was called Bishop's Gambit. Uh huh. Can we just say out front, like Bishop sucks. I, I know we said this last week, but like Bishop really sucks. Like you're telling me that in all the vast cavalcade of possible villains they had, they could use for you know the hundreds of thousands of DC villains they could use. They don't actually use anything that has a comic basis that I'm aware of, 
and just write what millennials believe an evil scientist is. Like, really? That's all you got? Well, and then the question is, like, how evil is he? Is he from the... I, I still don't get it. Is he from the future? He's got to be. I think you're supposed to believe he's from the future. He's seen the end of the world. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, that he's seen, basically, humanity destroy itself, and he's trying to he's trying to go back and prevent it by whatever he's doing. Um, it was nice to see uh, Mick again, for one, although... Yeah, it was a good Mick episode. He was he was given a shit for once. Yep, I could do without the alien sidekick if that was all she was going to do. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I also don't ever need to see Gary turn into a squid and crawl down a toilet again. Yep. I could really... And Corey was watching this one with me, and she hasn't watched any of this, uh, this year at least. And um, when Gary popped out of the toilet, my immediate reaction was, Oh fuck, not Gary again. And she was just like, Why do you not like the guy with glasses on? Um, I was just like, it's a long story. Uh so I mean I think if I'm remembering the plot of this correctly, uh so while Sarah's trying to figure out the whole what Bishop's whole deal is, right? Nick shows up with the alien at that planet and actually gets to where she is or close to it. Uh, while that's going on, the very beginning of the episode has the kind of the legends crashing in Constantine's house that we thought last week was going to be. Um, and this kind of tells me why they didn't do that, because apparently they can only get like five minutes of half decent jokes out of it. Yeah, that was bizarre. They like didn't even try. Yeah. Where I would think there would be a very easy, like, way to make fun of the real world for an hour they just took like you know really easy obvious like you know that just basically made Constantine look like a fucking college RA for five Mm -hmm. minutes you know Um, and then they went to some kind of uh, mental institution because the alien Amelia Earhart showed up there and claimed to be Sarah so Ava thought Sarah was there, so they went barreling off to go find this person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I missed was did they did they take Amelia Earhart out of this asylum and like recreate the asylum in Constantine's house? Yes. Okay. It looked like they were just watching the asylum on a television, and uh, I couldn't figure out if that stuff was in the house or if they were still like in the asylum in England or wherever it was. I, I thought exactly the same thing. There were a lot of issues with this episode. It felt weird. Um, yeah. I did like the Max Headroom Gideon. That was a that was, that was cute. I like that very much. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, be- I'm beginning to wonder in writing terms of this show, if like they know this show has a reputation of like, let's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and we'll get some funny shit out of it. And it's worked for a couple of years. And now they're just kind of like doing whatever on, on the idea that it'll work somehow. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was thinking a lot about this. I'll get to that at the end because it ties into another time travel show we haven't talked about yet on yeah. air. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also have to say Spooner sucks 
she is the, she, she makes me miss Mona. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought I thought it couldn't possibly be worse than Mona, and they managed to do that. Uh, she is just I don't even get what they were thinking. Like I feel like, and maybe we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I feel like they wanted this character to be Jessica Cruz. Mm-hmm. They were told by HBO Max you cannot do that because we're using Jessica Cruz on the Green Lantern show that HBO Max is doing. They were too far in the script process and remove her, so they just did this instead. And this is ridiculous. Like, and and she just gets worse every single week. Yep, yeah, she's a, it's a terrible actress. They have no clue what they're doing with the character. They're just basically making her. She's basically a prop. She's essentially just an alien detector. And it's well, like, now you find out like she is part alien, and Amelia Earhart was part alien. I mean, it was retarded. Yeah, I just I don't get what the what they're doing. And plus, like I don't know, you know, whatever character they settle on for her has no no DC comic basis that I'm aware of. Like no, she's she's just hybrid Jessica Cruz. Yeah, like let's just come up with some cute name for some weirdo that's gonna like be mad at aliens a lot. Like okay, sure. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I feel like this show is just kind of drifting. And they're putting, uh, yeah. They're I, I feel like we we did not address the elephant in the room. Which is they they killed Sarah. Oh yeah, I was gonna get to that at the end. Uh, so it, you know, Sarah's trying to figure out how to get out of this situation. She finds like a, a medical bay or something where they have you know, has bodies lined up. Pulls well, the sheet off. He keeps cloning himself. And he's, he's like, you know, well, if you kill me, there'll be another one. And she's like, I'm just going to find your clone machine and break it. And then you're shit right. out of luck. Right. So she goes to do that. And there's also a corpse of hers in there. Uh, well, she that- starts giving him like a, a great, very Sarah speech about all of her scars. And she's like, you know, every scar on my body is learned in blood. And he's like, I don't see any scars on your body. Yeah, I should have realized that, that at that point. I did, and I was like, no. Yeah, I thought it was all metaphorical and crap. That's the kind of thing a millennial bad guy would do. Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they won't do anything with that more than, like, you know, uh, when she gets back together with Ava again, they can be like, now we're both clones, we have clone babies or whatever. Like, well, that's if it sticks. We could find out if the other one is a clone and he did it to yeah. screw with her. That's true. That's possible, too. Um, I also did think it was funny that Ava's just gone completely off the rails now. Like, you know, the one who was supposed to be the the voice of reason with this group now went completely off the fucking rails just mostly because she's not getting laid. I, I mean, it, it really pisses me off that Ava has become the captain. Uh, yeah. It should be Nate. <laughs> it or should Mick. be. And Mick, Mick went rogue, so it, it should be Nate. Yeah. It absolutely should be Nate. And that's that's not a, you know, for me, that's not a, a, a sexist thing or anything. Something no, of course. I, mean, we, I think we both agree that Sarah is amazing as captain. Yeah. Right, absolutely. But to me, if you have a, if you have a DC show... Should at least have a character that has a DC basis at its front, uh, and Ava does not. 
that I'm aware of. Right. As much as I do enjoy the character at times, it's not bad. I mean, it's definitely unique. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was, again, because I have no idea where any of this is going. It doesn't seem like they do either. Uh, it's, yeah. much harder, it's much harder for me to judge this. Like, I can judge the other stuff because, like, I'm looking at Flash now. Now that they've, got, they've done the, the whole forces thing is over with, I have to assume that because they probably only have four or five episodes left now, they're probably just going to do a bunch of one-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Batwoman's obviously building something where I assume either Ryan's going to be dead or not Batwoman anymore uh, by the end. Uh, but we'll see what that ends up being, too. Um, but this one, like, because it's just so all over the place, I have no idea where it's trying to get to, even. Um, I'm sure it'll be another big thing that will involve like mental Bebo uh probably I mean I, I definitely you know I've said this every week but it's even worse now hate the direction they're taking Constantine because after yeah. hours okay but that's not how Constantine works you could say right, well it's not like the comics but they already established a lot of it was he's so adept right. with magic that he should still be able to do the most basic rudimentary stuff well, that's the other thing is, like, he didn't actually have, like, inherent magical powers of all through study and whatever. So, so he, he could just start. Did, he also, like, a lot of it was basically from rituals and, like, tattoos. And, like, he, he right. would basically put the talismans into himself over the years. Right. But if we're saying all well, those were drained of power, I can accept that. But basic stuff, yeah. like, you know, telepathy, flame, he should still be able to do that. Right. What I don't get is, like, if he willingly made that choice, it must just be like, okay, well, then I guess I have to start over again with the magic stuff. But in this episode, he's, like, trying to hide the fact that he doesn't have it. Right. Like, well, that's fucking stupid. A, this character wouldn't do that. And B, like, it's just, it's drama for drama's sake because these shows are all inherently uh, I agree. I agree. It's lazy, but that is definitely something Constantine would do. He would always look for shortcuts. He would always be sneaking around the background. And I mean, I even said it was like, so now we're going to see him throw in with the Crowley painting and uh, yeah. end up with Bishop, probably. Well, you don't think there's any part of him that would like, you know, because because he's always been viewed by the rest of them as like the guy who doesn't play along, like don't think there's any part of him that if he wanted to stay with them would be like yeah i did this because i did it for her and now i don't have you know and now i don't have what i did absolutely but, not oh okay because the to me only like, person he would be straight with is sarah and she hasn't been around him the whole season that's true yeah that's that's kind of leave, leaving them all to kind of do the thing that makes the least sense i guess mm-hmm. um, i could also do without him much, you know, without without this whole thing where he's not much more than Zari's fuckboy. Yeah. It's a little... I'm a fan of that. Thing. Yeah, like, I don't mind that, that, that they've given them a relationship, but he's just, you know, the, the, the interesting thing would be, you know, play his character as he usually has, but add that to it, not just, like, make him kind of like a bitch. 
Oh, I, uh, I mind big time. I, I want real Zari back, and she was with Nate, and that was actually a good relationship. Yeah. I, I actually think this, and we've talked about this before, I think, but I actually think that this version of her fits this group a little better. Or yes. at, le- at least what the tone of this show is. Like, Absolutely. If it, was a, if it was a more serious show, I would want the original one back. But, I mean, I think with what this one gives you, I think it works better for what the show is. Yeah. Not like this show is going I completely agree. the The original was a terrible character. I didn't like her, but I liked her yeah. development and oh, yeah, her I, relationship with Nate. And I did like her with Nate. And I'm hoping at some point they'll go back to that um, somehow. Uh, oh, I think that's can... gone. I think Nate is an afterthought now. They're they're making yeah. him the new Mick. He'll be the next one to go. I bet. Yep. He's been the longest. I mean, if you throw out Sarah. He's been the person on it the longest. I think. Yep. Other than her and Nick on soon anyway um so i guess we can really quickly get into i got caught up on superman this afternoon um this against my better judgment is becoming the one of these that i look forward to the most okay because the show is i mean whether you necessarily agree with everything they're doing or not the show is trying for something and i i feel like kind of the rest of them uh Batwoman's case, it's not this because Batwoman hasn't been on long enough to do this. So Batwoman can't be coasting. They just have a shitty group of writers. Um, the other ones, to a degree, seem to be coasting uh, to an extent. Um, so you know how I mentioned last week that they revealed that Morgan Edge uh, was a Kryptonian? Mm-hmm. So we got into that a little more. Uh, his Kryptonian name, and I was going to run this by you to see if, if this meant anything to you was Talro, uh, which meant nothing to me. Um, he is apparently the half-brother of Kal-El because they're trying to argue that in the same, like, you know the Man of Steel thing where they didn't have, like, marriages for love and it was all genetic pairings and shit? Um, that she was genetically matched yep. to somebody else, gave birth to this other kid, and then left that guy when she fell in love with fell in love with Jor-El and had Clark normally. Right? So and Edge's plot was basically the same thing that Zod did in Man of Steel, but it was at least for me far more effective because it made way more fucking sense. Like because he wants to turn Earth into Krypton two point but he has an army of Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just like this thing of like Zod just screaming and being like, I'm going to use the collector thing and, and turn Earth into Krypton. I'm going to yell some more. You know, like <laughs> this at least kind of made sense. And they gave him the uh, the origin of the Flashpoint Superman. And then he was, he ended up, he showed up on Earth when he was like 10 or 12 as opposed to Infant Clark and uh, was basically uh, captured by the British government kept in prison for proper long. And then he eventually escapes and and pretends to be human stuff and becomes that guy. Uh, so, and I'm also, you know, I know to a certain extent, and Corey's watched the last couple with me and she kind of says the same thing. Like, they want you to, this show wants you to, wants you to like Jordan. You know, he's supposed to be the one that you're supposed to empathize with because he's got the problem 
NFL. And I don't, I don't dislike Jordan, but I find myself liking Jonathan way more every single week because he's the one that's like a normal kid, and he's actually starting to step into his role of like, I may not have powers and stuff, but I'm gonna call shit like I see it, call people on their bullshit. And, you know, there's a whole thing last week where, like, he's basically called out the grandfather, like, two weeks in a row. Like, why are you such a dick? You know, and it's actually starting to get him somewhere. Uh, they had this whole thing where uh, Lana's husband went and had the Kryptonian procedure done to him, not knowing what it was. And then this week, uh, the DOD captures him. And rather than lying to the daughter about why her, you know, what happened with her father, because she thinks the father's the worthless drunk guy, right? Jonathan just comes out and says, well, uh, there is something going on in this town, and it's not, you know, he doesn't say it specifically, because obviously who's going to believe that? But mm. he's just like, well, it's not really your father's fault. There's something going on here that, you know, all these DOD people are trying to figure out. And then he takes, he gets the he gets the grandfather to let them see Kyle in a prison cell so that she can see what it is. And, you know, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and you find out at the end that, uh, and I think there's probably two or three of these left. Um, Lana agrees to the, the mind transference thing because they put uh, Clark's mother's mind in her body so that she can... Uh, come up with a, a machine or something that will reverse it all. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that, I think that works for the book part. There's still like one, one like transplanted Kryptonian left, like Edge's number one funky person. So you, when you say Clark's mother, you mean Martha or you mean Lara? Uh, Lara. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Lana becomes Lara for about half an hour. Um, and, uh, so then, Know, there's like Edge, who's actually Kryptonian, like his number one flunky still has a Kryptonian ghost. I think all the rest of them were wiped out. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, this, this is becoming the one that A has, uh, you know, when I think I know where it's going, it does something I don't expect. Which mm-hmm. for me is probably a little easier than it is for you because I have less general DC knowledge that you do. But right. I, I'm still impressed by it because a lot of the Marvel stuff is like, oh, I sort of had an idea that's where this is going to go. Okay. Um, but with this, I, I still don't in a lot of ways. So at least for that, it's... The question I keep asking myself is why couldn't they have uh, had the woman that's playing Lana just play Lois? Yeah. I like her way more. And she's not like old enough to be his mother. Uh, but yeah, so good solid week of stuff this week. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'll have to go look at IMDb and see how many more weeks this there are because I want to get to uh, finishing Stargirl soon. That's I think that starts on August 10th. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, things are gonna gonna start winding down for us soon, so I'll have more yeah. time to be doing podcasts again. So I'm not going to go into, you know, I was alluding to Loki. I'll I'll leave that for our wrap-up show. So instead, I will ask you a question. You don't have to answer it now. 
Okay. My biggest issue, Loki, the show. Well, that's not say biggest, but let's say logical consistency issue. Okay. Why do the Legends of Tomorrow time travel every season? If you want to answer it now, you can, but you don't have to. Why? Why do they time travel every season? Question that I expect you to give me. Um. I would assume because the show was sold as Doctor Who with superheroes. Well, I mean, that's the, the real world answer. So the, the short, short answer is every year there's a catalyst that basically just usually it's them screws up time. And season mm-hmm. one is Vandal Savage and Rip Hunter is chasing him through different points in time to try to stop him. And season two, it's the Legion of Doom and the Sphere of Destiny. And season three, yep. the Legends have created a time quake. And that's when you first get the time anomalies. And then every year from then on, it was just something they did. And they just kept screwing up time. So right. their version of the TVA, which is the uh, the Time Bureau, and that's where Eva came in because she was from the future, and Gary and everybody else was created as a result of seasons one and two. It was after, at some point right. in the future, the, the people okay. at Vanishing Point were like, okay, we need these time cops to stop the legends because they're assholes. Okay. It's different from what the MCU is doing. Because well, we'll get to that. Well, I assume you're you're asking like why does the TVA exist? Why? How? Well, I think you're gonna find out it's a front for Kang. I mean, it wouldn't. It be well. Here's here's something, and we'll get into this a little bit. Uh, the 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 judge character, the mm-hmm. one that kind of has that weird back and forth with Owen Wilson. In the comics, she's like Kang's. They they regularly refer to her as the bride of Kang. Oh, okay. I didn't realize so, that's who that was. So my my bet is you're gonna find out that like the the TVA is actually run by like Immortus, who is like the older version of Kang. Right. And then you're gonna save the, and we'll get into this more with the Loki wrap up in about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're gonna find, and they'll save the actual Kang reveal for Ant Man three, which is where he's supposed to show up. Um, but I'm there'll be some like big time war going on between Kang and Immortus. Um, that's my current guess. But we still got, sense. but we still got four episodes of that to play with. So we'll see what uh, what ends yeah. up happening there. Yeah. So. Good solid right, week of these will probably be our shortest one of these because when they're good, we don't have as much to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hashtag defund the crows. Yeah. 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 I wish I had seen that sign at the time because I would have just been laughing. It's like, well, you can I, go make it the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I just found a picture of David Ramsey. Um, oh, even better. Much easier. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'll be actually keeping an eye out for where he's coming back again. I mean, I think the Legends one is a given. That's, you know, they've started to actually put photos out from that. So I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. happening either way. Uh, but as I said before, I was pretty sure they said he was going to be on everything. But, you know, given that Supergirl probably only has maybe five or six left, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. But anyway, yeah. Good show, and I will catch you next time. Absolutely.